Are you ready to challenge yourself and see if you have what it takes to make 10K in 10 days? Visit the Boss Effect podcast community on Facebook and tell us what you would do if you had to challenge yourself to make 10K in 10 days. The Boss Effect Zone, the Boss Effect Zone. With your hosts, powerhouse performance couple, expert leaders, Sean Seven and Queen Kimmy. On today's episode, we have the CEO of Lighthearted Candles. He's also an MC. He's a poet. He's a teacher artist of Boom Bat Babies. Let's welcome Sean Judah to the Boss Effect Podcast. I am Sean Judah, and I am a boss. Sean Judah. Man, elaborate. What's, what's this Boom Bat Babies, man? So Boom Bat Babies, that's actually uh, my group. So my uh, music partner, Renee Soul, she's my oldest friend in Birmingham. Moved here in 1990. I met her in 91. But uh, she does the production for Boom Bat Baby. And uh, that's my music partner. And we actually, actually started an organization called TIFCA, the Initiative for Creative Arts. So that's where the teaching artist part comes in. Uh, we do a workshop where I teach lyrics uh, and poetry writing. She does beat making sessions. And uh, we've done that across the country. Okay, so the last project that you put out, she actually produced that whole project? No, uh, the Mind Tricks project, no, that was a different artist, but uh, the Will Fly EP and the Smooth Breeze EP, she produced everything on those two. Yeah. Okay, okay, and where can people find that if they want to go look that up? All the streaming sites, all the music's free. And she get mad at me because I'm like, yo, just put it out, I don't care. But no, <laughs> it's uh, all streaming sites, Tidal, YouTube, Spotify, oh. anywhere you can stream music is there for free. And it's under Mind Tricks? No, it's under Boom Bat Babies. I'm sorry. Boom Bat Babies. The last project uh, is Mind Tricks. And uh, that's a funny, it's a funny project. It is just, it's a mind trick. Uh, there's a comedian on there who does some interludes uh, and intros and stuff. And it just kind of goes with, and it's an ebb and flow with the music. And it's a short project, but the more it's listened to, the more it's understood what the mind trick is. So, so. You are the CEO of Lighthearted Candles. Now, I want to find out, how did you go from being an MC slash poet <laughs> jumping into the candle business? Thank um, you. Thank you. It was 2019, the great year of the pandemic of our Lord. Uh, <laughs> I uh, woke up one day, and uh, we were out of school, and I decided I want some candles. And I was like, I'm not going to pay 25, 26 bucks for a candle from the company everybody goes to. And I said, I, I think I could do this. And I got online and I started looking it up. Within a matter of days, I had already ordered some supplies from the Smiley Face Company. I will not say that name. <laughs> I ordered some supplies. I picked up some stuff locally and I started just trying out candles. And before you know it, I had a few in front of me and I was really pleased with them. I gave a couple to my sister, gave one to my mother. And they're like, yo, these are good. And I said, I'm going to do this full time. They're like, what? And uh, before you know it, I turned around, I had maybe 60 candles in front of me and I started selling them uh, to people I knew locally. It was just, it wasn't even to make money. It was just to do something to keep busy. And that's really how it started. I know you mentioned you gave some to your mother and your sister. 
who else was like, the, were, were they the main two supporters, like your family, or did you have anybody outside of them that really like supported this dream? Uh, initially, no. It was just, well, par partially, um, I was going to move out of state before the pandemic. And um, of course it happened, so I decided to stay. I'd already closed out my apartment. And so I moved in with my sister, well, it was supposed to be for a couple months, turned into 18 months. And this is my baby sister. And so she had her big brother living with her in a pandemic. It was nuts. Of course, I was still paid from the school, but we were out. She had to work every day and I was third crazy. After a couple of weeks and I let people know that I had them, I had most of my orders currently come from out of state. So I have, I do a lot of business here in, in, uh, in Birmingham, but a lot of my stuff goes to out of state. How do you merge the two businesses? Because I listen, I know your, your hip hop is, is conscious, it's powerful and it's enlightening. And then your candles, you know, that's kind of a spiritual thing. So how do you merge the two? Do you like sell your candles when you go out and MC or do you like MC and bring your candles? Like what's, how do you, how do you merge the two? How do you make that gel? That's actually um, one of the things I do. Um, so because because they're all spiritual gifts, I mean, that's, that's really how I see it. The artistry, we are spirit. We're spirits in these cocoons. But, you know, the candle making is the same thing. You know, it's fire. It's 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 all the elements, the elements of spirit. It just works for me. I, don't, I couldn't tell you. When I was married, my ex-wife loved candles. We had them around the house all the time. And there was a, a favorite place in New Orleans we would get them. And it was this one, it was a creme brulee candle. And man, this thing smelled like, it smelled like they were cooking dessert in front of you. And every time we'd go, we'd buy four or five of them. And that was one of the first ones I made. But for me, it was tied into the friendship, the relationship that was, but it was also a new beginning. It was also, it was illuminating this new space I was in my life. So that's why I say it's a spiritual thing, because when I'm on that stage, I'm giving. I'm giving. If I got 20 people at a show, I'm deep because it's like you said, you know, it's, it's conscious music. A friend of mine said, he said, you like a self, you said you can make self-help hip hop, you know, because everything that I say, you know, is gear. It's me first. It's about how I feel about my actions, but I'm giving outward because these are my experiences and maybe somebody's had these experiences also. And so that spiritual part of it is there. So, Hey, while I'm there, Hey, make sure y'all check out the merch booth. You know, I got candles over there. And, you know, I do one of these real quick. I, I was on stage one time and I pulled one out of my backpack. They're like, first of all, first of all, I had on a backpack and I'm rapping. And so I reached behind and I was like, oh, yo, and I pulled it out. They're like, what is, what's wrong with dude? But, I mean, it's just part of it, you know, it's, um, part of us. It's like the businesses that you're into, it comes naturally. It comes through you. It's, you know, it was burning inside. It welled up. It is something that you are now. It's not just something you do. Oh, you know, I want to say, you said self-help hip-hop and immediately i thought isn't that what hip-hop was supposed to be when it started out anyway yeah yeah i was gonna let him i was gonna let you elaborate on it but, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> but of, of course i mean uh coming out like next year is the 50th anniversary of hip-hop like hip-hop is 50 years old next year I'm like man i'm 46 i'll be 47 and to think that i've been able to grow with this thing the whole way so much I've learned. And even in the parts where I wasn't appreciative of what it was giving me, this current state of hip hop, I'm still learning something from it. So even learning how not to do certain things, uh, learning what to be able to present to the students that you know I'm with or the art, the, um, the audiences that I get to uh, participate with. It's learning how to be who I am at all costs. It's learning what not to do when I'm in certain places, learning how to be a boss, by the way, and make sure that you know, people understand that, look, this is our culture. I'm so like, I love our culture. I'm so protective of our culture, but you're right. It was meant for self-help. It's gotten away from that as far as an initial push. 
but it's still there. It, it really is. It's still there. Glad you, you spoke on that. And speaking about learning, can you tell our listeners out there that's listening right now, man, give us two books that kind of changed your life. Ooh, the Alchemist. And I'm actually reading this one right here currently, uh, of Water and Spirit mm-hmm. by Melodoma Patrice Song. But The Alchemist, man, listen. You know, it's, you hear about something your whole life, and then somebody finally, you finally get it. And the first time I read it was maybe six years ago. I'm not one of those readers where I'm like, yo, check out this. It's going to, I was like, man, I'm going to get to it. And I ordered it on the Smiley Face Company. And it came and I looked at it. I'm like, let me go and see. And I sat there and in a day and a half, I read that book. And I was, my mind was spinning. And that book there, it was, it was, it was an escape from where I was. It was a path. It was the light to the path where I was going. And it was an exploration of everything I've ever thought in my life. And I was like, this simple little small book. And it was so powerful to me. Of Water and Spirit, it's really about tapping into spiritual practices you know, of our motherland, uh, which I'm starting to look at differently too, but it's a wonderful book. It really is. But The Alchemist, 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 Alchemist all day, all day. I, I love that. You know, I'm going to throw a monkey wrench in this interview because we're talking to Sean Judy, and I know that he's a thought leader. I know he's a modern day poet. So I'm going to throw something at you right now. Huh? Say you're learning about, you know, our our motherland and, and you know, our culture. And, and it's it's amazing that we as people of color, you know, B-I, what is it, BIPOC, right here in America, we always say we're going back to our culture, our culture. What do you mean when you say our culture? What does that mean to you? Our identity as a people here in this country. And I think that so much is happening and is an unraveling in society. Prior to the pandemic, we saw it starting. And I think because we had so much time off, you know, away from our devices and to be able to explore and to look into different things, like there's a real awakening. I know, I know we've all said woke and we've all been uh, in this era, I was like, "Yo, we're in a woke." No, it's 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 something different. It's you know, it's beyond what uh, Harry Belafonte and the Panthers and Nina Simone and those eras were. This is a this was them. They prepared us for this. But I really don't think people understand it that this here, it's it's almost scary because the globe itself is seeing it. And it's like everywhere people, it's not just an awakening and third eyes being open. It's like, an, it's a knowing and it's, it's bubbling. And it's like everywhere you turn and it's not just us, it's people of all different, it's people who've watched us be in the spaces that we've been in who are supporting of us. It's like, yo, bro, I know this. I want you to know it too and pass it on. And that's what, that's really what I think. I, I think that's what's going on. Okay. I'm doing my best to contain myself because y'all know we don't talk about religion and politics, and this is not religion. I don't oh. consider spirituality religion, but mm-hmm. I asked that question because just lately, I want to share something with you. I had this crazy dream, and it was like, I'm going to get on Ancestry, and I'm going to look up my history because just like you, I was like, I'm going to honor my ancestors, and mm-hmm. I honor my ancestors and the, and the motherland, and all these great things were happening, and then I get on Ancestry, and I start doing my history, and guess what I found? Are you ready? I'm just going to say that we are a combination of all people in all things. Okay. And all of our ancestors want to be honored. 
And if we are truly a melting pot and we do our history and we know who we are, you're not just honoring one mother name. My people were shamans. They were right here already, like literally. And I'm sitting there and you know what it did to me to do that research and see that my people were Native American that practiced shamanism. And it just answered so much for me as a person. You know, as you come up, you know, I'm a boss, I'm a boss. Not a boss in the sense of being a boss. A boss for us means a bold, outspoken, soulful storyteller because our stories are destined to be told. And now that's the knowing. Our stories matter. Our stories will not be wiped from history. We will make it be known. And that's one of the true and tried missions of the boss effect. People from underserved communities and underprivileged communities we want to show them that we can thrive, but it's not about one person or one culture because we are now all connected in some form or fashion. So when you say you're a boss, you're thinking about the collectiveness of all people, of all things, of all things that have life. So that's why I love to ask that question when I hear someone say, this is us, this is us, because for a long time we were denied that opportunity. So when we say a boss, it's like, let's hear the stories of everyone, every culture, so that we can understand and have an understanding, an appreciation, and a gratitude that while this may be my story, in order for me to understand your story, I have to be able to sit down and listen to it. Indeed. One of my close friends, her daughter shared something with me. I've heard it for years. It was talking about the transatlantic slave trade. The reality of what they're saying happened versus what we're looking at and realizing now, it's like, wait a minute, 12 million on some wooden boats? Come on, fam. And again, we know that our we know that history itself has been skewed and a lot of it is missing. And I'm sitting here like, yo, that would make sense in a lot of in a lot more, a lot more things than just continental issues. I've heard that for so long and then being able to see the differences. And then reading some of this information, this young young 25-year-old woman sent me, I'm sitting here, mind blown. I'm like, yo, this makes perfect sense. The old Mac heads that were found in um in South America in Mexico early prior to the slave trade that know that those are our noses, these are our features. Let's start talking about that. And let's start looking deeper into it versus just American history. Here's where we say it began, but no. Yeah, y'all been y'all been playing this game a long time. And now the minds again, that knowing, that awakening, that thing that's been bubbling on the inside of our our generation, the generations older than us, they're starting to be like, yo, there are some things that they had questions about, but they were afraid to question them because of the platforms that they had, because of the experiences they were having. You're talking about our parents were a part of that generation that broke the color barriers. And so you can't go over there and mess up. You better take what you got and be appreciative and get yours and pass it on. And our generation, we kind of went with that for a long time. But this younger generation, they're like, nah, fam, y'all can keep all that. And it's what's been happening, what I've seen is they're waking up and it's causing us, our group, to be like, yo, I had questions that I never asked because my parents told me, they taught me how to be in other you know, places, other spaces. And it's like, no, it's not good enough anymore. And if I'm going to be able to tell my nephews, hey, here's what it took for me to exist, and here's what I think it would help you to exist, they got to know it. And we had to undo some things. All them crosses burning in Mississippi, they're burning everywhere now. People are, it's, man, that, that pineal. That thing is popping everywhere. And it's not just us. It's like you said, it's global. 
everybody's starting to look at other parts of society and be like, yo, y'all did this to us too. And to know that they all come from that same group, but even the allies that are there, they're like, yo, I need to know for myself so I'm not continuing propagating this BS that's been going on for so long, man. I'm sorry, I you know. No, no, I'm glad you you touched on that, man. And and because you went to you in that spirit and you on fire right now, <laughs> right into the 10K of 10 days. Ah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Okay. I love that. That was a nice transition. Yeah, because right. that's what it's about, you know, recognizing that, you know, when we can all come together, yeah. you know, like I'm always rep my culture. And I'm like you said, I am proud of my culture. I am proud yeah. of my culture. I'm proud of it. I'm going to always rep my culture. However, mm-hmm. I'm going to always want to be able to be in a place of teaching, providing wisdom, always being a lifelong learner and question everything. But I know that the young people, in our, that are coming up under us, they need us to be open-minded and to receive yeah. them and help them be accepted and let them know that we are listening so yeah. we can impart that wisdom. So when we can say something to them like, okay, we get it. We know it's possible to make 10K in 10 days. We hear you. We're going to do that right now. Okay. Ready. So, Julie, you said you was a boss at the beginning of the show. You're about to show and prove. Rose. I'm going to break the rules down to you. Okay. You got to make 10K in 10 days. Now, if you make that 10K in 10 days, we're going to give you another 10K so you will leave out of here with 20K. Now, it's boss bucks. It ain't the greenbacks, but it's boss okay. bucks. Okay. <laughs> $20,000 boss bucks. We're going to give you a truck. It's going to be a beater truck. You want to get to point A to point B. You can't leave out of the town or city limits. If you try to pass the city limit sign, it will literally break down and cut off. Okay. And then we're going to give you a hundred dollars. Now with this hundred dollars, you can't go out and get a loan for family or friends. You can't go out and get a loan from the banks. You can use the internet. You can use your intellectual property. You also, since you already have a business, you can continue on with that business. But the thing about it is nobody knows you. Mm. So it's like you started from ground zero. Okay. Now I want you to explain to our listeners out there, how are you going to go about getting that 10K in 10 days? Because we need to start a self-help school. <laughs> Whew. Okay, 100 bucks. I can't leave the city. I can use what I already have, intellectual property, and my zero, my business is at zero. Nobody knows me. Nobody knows you. Nobody but your mom and your sister. <laughs> <laughs> they owe me money. <laughs> can I collect from them? <laughs> they owe me that much. Yeah, then shoot. I'm, I'm probably wrong. I think I owe him. However. Um, I got you this, Mom. Don't worry. He can't come to you. <laughs> mama, mama watching like, oh, what? Please. Okay. So, woo, 10,010 days. Okay. Give me a sec. All right. This was a thought the other day. It's like, wow. It's, I put I just, I just, put out without expectation of return, and I believe that, that that's what works for me. And because I don't expect a return, I just keep on. My bills are paid, everything, you know what I'm saying? I get to do what I want to do. But outside of that, I'm like, dang, it's just me. And I think that's, I, I don't necessarily think that's a problem, but I know that for me, it's kept me from doing more. I, I And I can honestly say that it's just me. I like, I'm good over here, you know? I go downstairs, I'm, I'm in the office slash studio right now. Next door is two other bedrooms. And I go downstairs and do whatever I do. And then the basement is for candles and I go out on my back porch and sip some wine and listen to the wind and watch hummingbirds. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, y'all got me. Y'all... So, basically, so basically, you could you could tell our listeners you are at peace in life. 
I, I am at peace. I am at, at that, that's, that's that's all that matters is that you are at peace and that you are happy and you love what you do. Because mm-hmm. I, I said this in one of our lives that we did uh, about a year or two ago. I said, love what you do and do what you love. Exactly. exactly. And you get to define your own success. If success for you is what you just defined, then that's your answer. There's no price you can put on peace of mind. I see it all the time, but I promise you, like, yo, I came home and it was just quiet. Or I came home and I had the radio up, bla- I'm blasting D'Angelo or Miles or Nina or whatever it is I'm doing. I'm just enjoying it. That's the kind of space I, I, I built for myself because for so long, that's what I was looking for. The opportunity to just come and just exist. I love the stage, but as sister knows, we cancers, we're at home in our shells. I love my shell. I did everything to make sure I have everything I need in my shell. I don't have to go outside for it. Um, I get a lot that comes to me, but I promise you outside of here, I'm, I'm an introverted extrovert or an ambivert. That's the true state, the true term for it. I'm, I'm an extrovert on stage. When I turn that mic off, when I now when I bring up the next person, the time I step off of that stage, I'm back to me. I'm quiet. I'm not dapping up everybody. I'm speaking. Hey, how you doing? Hope you have a good time. It's a wrap. When the show's over, I'm at my house before everybody leaving the venue. <laughs> but again, you said it. It's, the, it's being able to have peace in everything. And that's, you know, that's really what, where I'm at. That's what's up, man. So speaking about peace, if we have a listener out here that's listening to you right now, man, and they want to get some lighthearted candles, where can that go? And also, if they want to work with you as far as music as well, give them, uh, give them some information where they can reach you at. Sean Judah, yo, on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, lightheartedcandleslhc.com is the website where you can get uh, candles. I do room sprays. These are not for the body, as one of my coworkers last night tried to spray on her neck. I'm like, no, man, these <laughs> are for your sheets and for your curtains and in the air. And it work, they work wonderful. They last long in your car. I have a couple of those. I do have eight ounce candles. And these are the new labels. So when I started, I was handwriting them because I was cheap. And I just, like, I was just making. <laughs> I was getting mass labels printed, but I was like, I don't want to break them down because I need them. I don't know which ones I'm going to make, but I had to make a decision like, okay, I'm just going to do a certain amount of uh, scents and fragrances versus trying to do everything for everybody. Um, And then I also have my big boy. This is the Sean Wick, a three ounce, 15, uh, I'm sorry, a 15 ounce three wick candle. And this is Moon's Heart. What does that say on the bottom? May your heart be light. Oh, I, like that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So I have a question. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. So one thing that we always say is that music is a great mood enhancer or set the atmosphere for something, whatever it is you may be getting ready to do. Mm-hmm. Candles have that same effect. So when you're speaking, rapping, emceeing, uh, doing spoken word or whatever, before you get ready to do that, make sure that you visit lighthearted candles and get you a candle to light it and then get in the mood. That's what candles are for. That's what music is for. And then that way you can have a more peace in your essence, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to make sure that we put lighthearted candles in the show notes. Definitely, most definitely. 
And Sandra, do you have any last words that you want to say or leave our listeners out there with? Uh, first of all, Boss Effect, thank you all so much. Thank you for the platform that you provided so many to come to and learn. Uh, again, watching, like looking at, uh, remembering what the green screen looked like before <laughs> and, and the flow of the show, like, yo, it's been, I've been in my house two years almost now. So y'all been doing this, what, three years now? Yeah. And so to see y'all's evolution is amazing. I'm super proud of y'all. Super, um, super proud of the work that y'all do in your community and that you do for other people. So uh, outside of outside of be yourself, that's what I tell everybody. Just be you. God made you perfect. You're already the version of you that you're supposed to be at the end of your life. You just hadn't gotten to that level yet. It's like, you know, we level up. I know. Is that one of your songs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's, you know, it's, 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 it's about leveling up. And so we're already made perfect. We're already that. We don't become it later. We're already that. We just got to go through different levels. You know, I mean, look at Iron Man. He, he went through those phases and at each time he leveled up until he finally ascended. Up. If you look at it like that, but no, nah, um, just be yourself, people. That's it. But thank y'all so much. Thank y'all for having me. We had a great time on this episode. Sean Duda, once again, Thank you, thank you, thank you, man, for being mm-hmm. on the Spec Show. Thank y'all so much. Thank you for having me. Yes. And on that note, we're out. Peace. You've been listening to Sean Seven and Queen Kimmy. With an I-E. Thanks for tuning in to the Boss Effect Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review. Be sure to share this thing out. Share this thing out. Hey, share this thing out. Share this thing out. Tune in every Tuesday for more exciting insights and wisdom on being your own boss. And until next time, peace and blessings in both life and business. Remember, what works for us might not work for you. So take what you need and leave what you don't.